0: Hey, I just want to echo, man, what a great start to our summer that doesn't look like summer (laughs) today, I don't know. Uh, But just baptisms and communion, it's all about resurrection, That's why we're here, and uh, so cool to see transformation stories, and um, just you even um, just remembering and celebrating your own transformation story through uh, communion. So it's a great day. Another thing I just really quickly wanted to highlight, just as a special offshoot, is um, Summer is coming and it's arriving here and um, just wanted to highlight that service piece. There are a, a lot of volunteers that serve our kids through our children's ministry and dig, and they're primarily um, being um, um, filled, the volunteer base is being filled by parents themselves, right? That's typically how it happens and we're coming into a summer season where kids' schedules are changing, everything kind of moves and they're um, going to be busy with that stuff. So I wanted to ask you that maybe if you're... Um, thinking about serving, or you're like, ah, I can't really commit to a long time, that maybe you would just be like, you know, I could give like four weeks, or I could um, relieve someone and let them have a break before we charge into the next fall uh, over the summer, <clears throat> um, specifically, especially in our children's area, um, to relieve them and still love on our kids. And you don't have to know anything special, you don't have to do anything special except just show up and love on some kids. And there's going to be other people that will kind of guide you along and give you direction. You can just be a support. So that's just a special ask for those of you who are like, yeah, I've thought about it or um, sitting there going, I can't really do the long term, but I got a couple weeks. Would you just let us know the couple weeks and then we can just get you in there. And that would be a really beautiful thing. The body could come together and help one another. So there's that. All right. So we are finishing up today a series that we uh, started uh, four weeks ago. Um, called Now What, which is all about how do we prepare for what's next? Because we all have a next that's coming up, whether it's a wedding, uh, a baby, um, a job, um, a move. And some of them are difficult seasons that have come up next. Or, you know, like the retirement, or elderly parents, or kids leaving and graduating, and uh, maybe a loss of a relationship. There's all kinds of seasons, but there's constantly... A next, and there's this temptation that because we know what's next, um, that we're going to be prepared for it. We get in this temptation that just because we know, we see that's coming. Yeah, I know that's coming. That, that we automatically think, "Well, I'm prepared for it because I know what's coming." And what I wanted to say is that there's no, there's actually no correlation between knowing what's next and being prepared for what's next, which is where we can get ourselves in a ton of trouble. Uh, we we say, I know what's next, and then we just assume that we're prepared for next. You see this so often. Um, People invest a lot of time on a wedding. I don't know if you know someone, maybe it's even yourself, but like so much energy, mental, physical, emotional (laughs) goes into preparing for a wedding itself. All of this effort's put in there, and they know what's coming up. But around here, we really think, that marriage counseling is so important because we're not just as much concerned about preparing for the wedding, but we want to make sure people are prepared for the marriage, right? And how often do we see people know what's coming and so they give all this effort, all this effort, all this effort, and all this time thinking about individual people and families and where they're sitting and what people might eat and what they might look like and where they're going to stand and what they're going to do and this and that and the other for the wedding, but they don't prepare for the future of the marriage, right? And the truth is, when it even comes to that, um, I have never ever, I don't know about you, but I have never ever been to an ugly wedding. Like, I just never have. I've never shown up and been like, oh gosh. Who said this was okay? Like, this isn't good, right? But I'll tell you what I have seen. I have seen some not so pretty and some really just ugly marriages, right? And it's because there wasn't an investment into that next season. There wasn't preparation because we just assumed we knew it was coming. We were prepared for it and nothing was done about it. And so today, as we're kind of packing this all up in a box for you to take home for these future seasons, I wanted to specifically share with you one verse that I think is a powerful prayer that can hopefully help you uh, as you invest into the future, and whatever those seasons may look like, some of them that you're looking forward to, and and some of those seasons, honestly, that you're just a little concerned about, because you can see what's coming, or you just got dropped into. And I think that it's, um, I think this this thing is so interesting. Maybe you're one of these people, maybe you're like me, I've been one of these people. Isn't it fascinating that you can meet someone that is so smart, but they make the dumbest decisions? (laughs) right, you're like, wow, you're like brilliant in that area, you're like, look at what you do at work, and you do all these things, but how the heck did you screw that up, it's like thought was absent in this whole area of your life, right, and, and you say these things to them like this, didn't you see this coming, and they're like, oh man, just snuck up on me, no, like, your kid's graduating this Saturday, you're a smart person, <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh, right. They just make horrible decisions in planning for the future just because they know about it. Just when I get in there, we're just going to wing it, like Captain Wing It, right? And you're like, how do you do that? And we can get ourselves in those same types of situations. And if you're like me, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan, honestly, of learning from other people's mistakes. So you're probably like me, like you, like me. We like to learn from other people's mistakes. Notice how I excluded all of us and our own mistakes in learning. But we'll learn from you, Right? So um, I would specifically like to learn from the mistake of a guy named Solomon today. Um, we've used this a couple of weeks uh, ago in the past here. Um, Solomon was known as the wisest man that lived in, in the Old Testament. And Solomon actually had his own demise. And you would go, well, well, how did that happen to a really wise guy? Well, it's real simple. He didn't follow his own wisdom. He wrote it down for us and didn't follow it. It should be just a red flag for all of us. This is what happens if you don't follow. It's the being a doer of what you see and what you hear, right? So he didn't follow his own advice, but he's got some great advice for us to learn from to keep ourselves healthy in the seasons that are yet to come. And it's found in Proverbs 27, 12. Most of you will be able to record, uh, memorize this today. Uh, and you can use this as a prayer. So Proverbs 27, 12. It starts out like this. The prudent. So you say, what is The prudent. What we're going to see is there's two characters in this one verse. And the first is the prudent. And what prudent is, is prudent prudent is is known as a wise person. Uh, Someone who makes wise decisions where they understand that the present ultimately comes the past, which then at some time will show up in their future. Prudent people understand that things are connected, right? That the things that I'm investing into preparing for doing now will eventually become the past yesterday, but at some point will show up in my future as a benefit or not, (laughs) right? We've seen those types of things happen. So we have this first character, the prudent. What does the prudent or the wise do? It says this, that the prudent see danger. The prudent see danger. Have you ever noticed specifically that we collectively, me, you, we, we see what we're looking for and that we hear what we're listening for, and that's about it, right? We only see what we are actually looking for and only hear what we are actually listening for. And the reason that this is is because there's this thing called um, confirmation bias, right? Confirmation bias is the struggle of humanity, (laughs) right? Confirmation bias is that we want to just listen and look for things that will affirm our decisions, our thoughts even to the point of putting factual evidence off to the side, we don't want to hear or see anything that doesn't match up with what we've either become enamored with or have decided. I'll give you a quick, small example. I like pickles. I love cucumbers. They're great. Jesse, who's just up here singing worship, he hates pickles. And he thinks cucumbers are disgusting, right? <laughs> And so I have tried for a lot of years to talk Jesse into how good pickles are. And there's like all kinds of different pickles and cucumbers and things you can do with them, the art, all these different flavors. And then I've even introduced him to other fans of pickles. Like, Look at other people. It's not just me. It's not a crazy thing, right? And he thinks we're all disgusting, right? <laughs> and he talks about how gross pickles are and cucumbers are and doesn't want to touch them, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, is I've never introduced him to someone who is like him. Right? That's opposed to my form and frame of thought because I have confirmation bias. I'm just going to look for evidence that will tell someone else and myself that I'm right. Pickles are great. Right? Cucumbers, a good gift from the Lord. Okay? <laughs> right? He does the same thing. Right? Right? That's confirmation bias, where we have these filters where we put on these blinders right here, where we just put everything out to the side of our view that filters out any facts that we don't like or that we don't want to hear or see from the, excuse us, from the direction that we've decided to actually end up or go. And what happens because of that is it can keep us from being able to see the downside of things, right? And that's why we use that word all the time, like, oh, you're just playing devil's advocate." Well, actually, some of it actually might be prudent, right? It might be wise, because we want confirmation bias. We're like, oh, why do you always got to look at the downside of things? And so we won't look at the downside of things or even the downside of people. But the prudent do this. The prudent acknowledge what they desperately don't want to see. They, they acknowledge what they desperately don't want to see and what they desperately don't want to hear. And once they see what they didn't want to see, and once they hear what they didn't want to hear, they do something, right? They do this. Continuing in scripture, it says, "The prudent see danger and take refuge." This is so powerful. The prudent see danger and they take refuge. The word refuge there in the Hebrew scripture was actually defined as this. It was, uh, it was uh, meant to explain a story about a scout who would go ahead of a group of people and see danger coming, go back and report to the group of people, and they would take up a defensive posture. Or someone who would go ahead and see danger looking ahead, and they would come back, and then they would go and take high ground to keep themselves away from danger. The prudent... The wise, in these next seasons, see, recognize, and then take action when there's danger. They take refuge. So it's the first part of this verse, that the prudent see danger and take refuge. But, it continues on, there's a but. So now we are introduced, I'm telling you, we are going to do a series called The Butts of the Bible. Everything's good after this. Like We're learning so much good stuff. This is where we're introduced to the, contract of this, the contrast of this story, the other character. We have the prudent, now we have but, the simple. The simple. No one wants to be called simple. And the older translations, some of them are actually used, they use the word naive, but the naive, and some of the older ones that you really find actually use the word stupid. <laughs> but the stupid, and some of us, that might be good just to read it. That's straightforward, right? Today, we're going to be kind, and we're going to stick with the simple. All right. No one, Because no one ever says, I want to be simple, I want to be taken advantage of, I want to be naive, right? But here's the deal. The simple, the naive, right, they believe that the, that the present becomes the past, and it just stays there. And it goes away. And nothing's going to come back around to get them, or anything that they've done isn't going to show up in the, in the future. That, and you tell them about it, and you say, hey, I want to help you, because the decisions you're making right now are going to affect you in the future. They say, well, nothing's going to happen to me. Or, I'll figure it out. People have figured it out for centuries. Or it's just going to work itself out this next season, right? I'm just going to figure out. I mean, you know, the kid's still alive. We're, we're doing good, right? Like those simple things, right? Here's also what's kind of scary about this verse is it implies a couple things. One of the things that it's implying, right, is that the simple see the same danger, The simple see the same danger as the prudent. The prudent sees danger and takes refuge. And the simple have an option to see the same danger, and it can be very concerning based on the reaction that we give in those seasons. How many of you ever had a conversation with somebody where you sat down and you went like, danger, 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 right? And the simple sometimes just say to you, well, I don't really see it that way. Because they're enamored with what's going on right confirmation bias has got them stuck in this tunnel and there's two two things that are implied here that either they see the same danger or they don't see it at all which is even scarier in reality because this is what it says when it continues on it says but the simple keep going they see the danger and they keep going whereas the prudent was to stop and to take action they don't change direction right the simple don't change direction, they don't change what they're doing when they see the danger. And there can be a, a time friends, when we get into these seasons that we can actually get into, I think, a, really a, a point of no return. You're like, "Wow, that's kind of dramatic. And well, that's scary. I'm not referencing that there's a point of no forgiveness, but there can be a point of no return in some of the decisions that we make, where you can't escape the results or the consequences. Um, I uh, wanted to give you a real quick example. I don't know how many of you have ever been river rafting, but let me explain it. I'm an avid rafter. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, <clears throat> I'm built like a river rafter. <laughs> Might be built like the raft, whatever. <laughs> ha ha. <No. laughs> So river rafting, there it goes. So I, I went tubing a lot, you know, that's real extreme. <laughs> in Arizona, went uh, river, you know, the, yeah, the Colorado River, there's all sorts of rafting. You can go rafting all kinds of places. But in river rafting, um, when you're going down the river, you come to these places where all of a sudden the water will be crystal calm, like crystal clear and just calm, smooth. And you'll find that there's a, a rope or a steel line across the river that says, stop, exit now, danger. Or stop, exit, scout ahead, right? And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take your raft, go off to the side, walk down the river a bit, and then look at the rapids that are coming up and assess, do I have the capabilities of surviving that, right, the skills to handle that, or do I need to continue to walk around the danger, take some refuge, and continue my journey on later somewhere else, right? And you have this decision to make, to stop. Now, the difficult part is that in this situation, the, uh, the prudent would get off to go see danger ahead, to scout what's going on, and then decide what they're gonna do. But the simple say, whoa, 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 whoa. Look how smooth and calm this is right here. This is no big deal, what are they talking about? A Bunch of pansies, <laughs> right? say in the boat, we got this, right? I'm a rafter, (laughs) right? This is the scary part of this verse, and this should scare us all. Sorry, it's just what it is today about seasons. It says, but the simple keep on going, and then they pay the penalty because they keep going, right? Or they suffer harm. We can suffer harm, and this isn't like a divine punishment, right? This is just cause and effect. You decided not to be prudent. You decided to make a different decision because the prudent and the naive uh, do two different things when it comes to these situations when we're coming into seasons. The prudent evaluate relationships or seasons in the future based on where they're headed, right? The naive evaluate relationships based on where they currently stand. The prudent says, I want to get to the bottom of the river and survive this thing. The naive says, kuna matata. Look at this. This is flatland, like, people are lying, they're crazy, they can't handle it, it's all good because right now it feels really good. You can put it into a bunch of situations. There's an academic right now, you know this, of college debt, right? The prudent looks and says, do I need a gap year to figure out what I want to do? Do I know what I want to do and I, am, I, am I taking steps in the right place because I'm going to come out of this thing with $120,000 of debt, right? The naive says, It's just what we do. We're going to figure it out because it's all good right now, right? And I got graduation money, $217, right? (laughs) I checked every envelope, right? And it happens this with all kinds of things, right? Dating, it can happen with dating where people are like, danger, danger, right? But dating looks ahead and says, what do you think? About family, what do you think about finances? What do you think about raising kids? How we're gonna do this. What do you think about my mom? (laughs) Right? What do you think about all these things? And looks to make decisions based on where they're headed and where they want to be. Where the naive says, this is good now, it's gonna be good later. Period. Right? Just looking at it where it's at, evaluating it just how it is now. It's good now, it's gonna be good all the time. You can insert anything into that relationship, Mark. And you're going to see the results of it, the contrast between the two as we prepare to go in these next seasons. So putting it all together, this is the whole verse we went through today. It's going to become our prayer. It says, the prudency danger and take, thank you. (laughs) This is the point. (laughs) The prudency danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and they pay the penalty. And this should scare you. It should scare me because we are all headed into a next season. There's always something on the horizon, and some of it's good, and I want it to be so good for you, and some of it you're going to be looking forward to, but some of it's going to be difficult. So what are the steps? What are the steps that you and I can take? We need to take refuge. So this is how you take refuge. First thing you do to take refuge you take action, Right? You see danger coming in the next season, or you see that you're not prepared in the next season, you pick up the lifeline, you do all these things. You take action. You scout ahead. You figure out how to take action, which for some of you means change right now. Some of you is to this next one. You take, some of us is going to mean sacrifice. Some of that, honestly, friends, action today is sacrifice. Like you might need to break up with that person. You might need, not need to walk into that brand new thing that's brand new, right? You might need to sell that thing because you want your future to not look so dangerous and so unhealthy, right? That for some of us leads to embarrassment, right? Because other people are like, what are you doing? Why would you make that decision? Why would you be prudent? Because the opposite is really prideful. We've talked about that, and that's arrogance, Right, Because you're like, oh, this is a self-serving culture. Did you forget? Right, But you're looking at the future, and you want to take refuge from the danger in these next seasons that are coming, because you can see it coming, and you know what the right thing to do. So for some of us, it's embarrassment. And ultimately, refuge means relief. When you take refuge, there is relief. So friends, when we see danger coming... Don't ignore it. Do something. Don't ignore it. Do something. Now, do something now. And I really, really, really mean it. This isn't just cliche talk, like, oh, do something about it now. Do something now rather than later. Because now, friends, will make later better. It will make later better. Now is the time to take refuge. So here's here's the payoff. Here's the prayer prayed this for a lot of years. It's helped me through a lot of things. It's gotten rid of a lot of confirmation bias. Um, Helped me through some difficult seasons, and I'll tease that out really quickly for you. But here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, can we start that? Because Jesus taught us this in the Bible. That's how you start prayers. Okay, good. (laughs) Heavenly Father, help us see trouble coming long before it gets here. Heavenly Father, help us see trouble Coming long before it gets there. Then, this is so good. Give us the wisdom to know what to do and get this: the courage to do it. Heavenly Father, help us see the trouble long before it gets here. God, would you please help us see those trouble? Troubling things, troubling seasons before it gets here. Then give us not just the wisdom on what to do, but the courage to actually do it. So friends, when you think about what's next, are there any red flags? When you're thinking about that next season, I can tell you that this prayer helped me in an immense way in um, my family's transition out to Northgate nine and a half years ago. Nine and a half years ago, I had to pray this prayer when some really difficult things were taking place. And I had a choice to make, to take action, And my action meant sacrifice. And my wife and I spent almost six months separated, commuting back and forth between Arizona and here with a brand new baby. So I left my wife with our two-and-a-half-year-old and and our newborn that we adopted internationally. And there was sacrifice. And for some of that stuff, it it meant embarrassment. I Couldn't take care of things right then. But it was what was going to be best for the future. And the sacrifice... And the embarrassment ultimately led to relief because I got to be in God's will. Right where he wanted us to be. Right where he expected us to be planted and used and to be in a community with you all. Because we use this prayer. God, would you give us just this, just this ability to see the trouble that's coming before it even gets here. And then the wisdom and the courage to actually take steps. So as you would ask yourself, what are the things that you don't want to see and what are the things you don't want to hear right now? And some of this, this is bothering you because it's scary because your confirmation bias is like this and you start saying this prayer every day. That thing that you've just pushed off right here, those facts are going to slide themselves right in front of you and you're going to go, we need to sell the boat, (laughs) right? Or whatever it is, I need to have a hard conversation with myself. I need to have a hard conversation with someone else. Or, God, thank you for the wisdom. We need to continue to take courageous steps forward because this is exactly what you're inviting us into. So friends, as we go into these next seasons, may we be prepared and listen to what we have heard. Be doers and create beautiful habits. And may we be prudent and receive the blessings from God by doing so. Would you please stand with me? So next steps. Real quick, you know, our theology is very simple here, and we talk about this every week, no matter what we talk about. The story of God is very simple, that there's nothing so dead that he cannot resurrect again, there's nothing so lost that he cannot find, there's nothing so broken that he cannot mend on this side of eternity before it's completely healed on the other side. So maybe you came in here today, right? And maybe things um, are a mess and you're in the midst of danger and there's things that feel dead. I want you to know that he can do that work. That you feel lost. I want you to know that he can do that work and that there's things that just feel broken. He can do that work. If you take refuge in him, if you take action today, His transformative spirit can do his work in you. And it's gonna mean sacrifice. (laughs) It's called surrender, right? For some of you, it might be embarrassment because you're like, oh gosh, I'm gonna say I need help or oh gosh, I'm hanging out with those church people, right? But relief will come when you can let it go. And you can take refuge. Take refuge. Um, Your next step, a great next step, would be to grab one of these journals. It's called This Changes Everything because when you take refuge in him, it changes everything. Uh, We got it out in the lobby. It's 21 days, answers some questions, gives you next steps, who God is, what's going on, what do we do. If you're ready to go there, go get it. It's a gift. If you're not quite ready to go there but you're interested in exploring, would you go get it? And just take a step. Just reach out. Explore it. It's our gift to you. And for the rest of us in here, take a next step. Prepare for the next season. Be prudent. Pray that prayer and open up the confirmation bias and say, God, what would you have me give up? What would you have me receive in this next season? You're so, so, so loved. If you're here for us for the first time, your next step is give us a couple weeks. Get to know us. We have a a, a great step today, which is a New friends, desk, get to know some people. Uh, Your generosity is so appreciated. It's how we do the things that we do all around here collectively, and God blesses that and moves in that, so thank you for that. And then if you have prayers or praises coming up in the future, praises too of this summer, what you're doing, let us know. We'd love to pray ahead of you and for you in that. You can put those cards in the boxes in the back of the room with your generous giving stuff. And I would love to send you off with a blessing. That's so simple, God. May we receive this. May you friends be blessed that when... You see trouble coming. You do something about it. You do something about it and be blessed because of that. Love you, friends. See you next week.